Welcome to US Rail Journeys, Series 3. It's been a long time coming, but with the easing of travel restrictions, I have been able to make the journeys I had originally planned for the spring of 2020. Join me as I travel 6,684 miles with Amtrak across the United States. First, I take the Silver Star from Miami to New York, then the Crescent from New York to New Orleans. Next, I take the Texas Eagle from Los Angeles via San Antonio to Chicago. Then it's the Lakeshore Limited from Chicago to New York. And finally, the Acela from New York up to Boston. Episode 15, where I travel the 120 miles between Atlanta in Georgia to beyond Pell City in Alabama. It's 9.57 as the train starts to move forwards out of Atlanta Station. 49 minutes late at the moment. Passing trees by the side of the line, ripped apart. I think they must have used a large flail. Feels as though the train may be on an incline at the moment. We're passing multi-storey car parks, office buildings. Not very spectacular office buildings, I have to say. Under a highway and the skyscrapers in the city centre are in the distance. As we passed under the highway, there was a squatter's camp between the tracks and the piers of the bridge above. And now we've just passed a very large pile of rubbish, fly-tipped by somebody. Crossing a railway junction, it would appear that a good number of tracks in this part of town. Three on my left, three on my right. Freight trains stopped on our right, part of the CSX network. I can see through the trees a group of houses quite a long way down from the height that we've gained. Feels as though the trains are now levelled off and we're picking up a little bit of speed. On my left we're passing a long, long freight train. Now passing cars built for containers but without the containers on them yet. Also some double stacked container cars. Some of the container cars look like they're designed to have lorry trailers on them as they have the fixing plate that you'd see on a tractor unit. Two locomotives on the front of that train, part of the Norfolk Southern Railroad Company.
We seem to be running parallel with the highway at the moment. It's only a single carriageway. But we keep going through small community after small community, stretched like a ribbon along the side of the road. We seem to be passing a large number of churches. We've just gone past a life church. A couple of men at work clearing some space beside the track stood watching as the train goes by. Whichever town we're passing through now, we must have just been going through the automobile quarter, glass tinting, a number of repair shops, I think I counted about six of them. On one side there seemed to be four completely different companies' petrol stations. And the road next to us, according to a sign I've just seen, is the Veterans Highway. Just past Owl's Discount Tires. And in amongst all these commercial premises, some quite nice houses of varying ages. And the High Towers Memorial Chapel with a very large car park. Just past Lovelorn Motors. And the Sandstone Inc. And Petrol at $4.39 a US gallon. A very short break of maybe a couple of hundred yards and then we're into another strip. Just the same as the previous one. Same petrol stations, different car repair shops, somebody selling boats, lots of boats, rigid inflatable boats. The soil here has changed significantly. It's a deep red colour. Must be a lot of sand in it, I would think. We're travelling through yet more heavily wooded countryside. A mixture of tall trees and glades with many shorter and younger trees. And in the background, some agricultural buildings as we head towards Bremen which is very near the Georgia-Alabama state border. The driver is working hard on the horn as we go along. Every crossing I've seen so far has a gate. Unlike the one where the Southwest Chief had its terrible accident yesterday with a truck that was on the crossing. We've just been through Bremen. Oh, 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 oh. Another strip okay. along the highway. More petrol stations and multiple churches in what seems to be a relatively small community. We've just crossed over a major highway, a shopping mall with an automotive section and on my left a vast Walmart installation with yet another automotive section and then back into the forestry. At least there are plenty of green trees in this part of the world. 
all the way along the track I keep seeing a broad-leaved creeper. Apparently it was brought here to the US from Asia to help stabilize the railway embankments. It grows like wildfire up to three feet a day. Lots of trees covered in it. It smothers the trees, the trees die. It keeps growing until the weight brings the tree down. Apparently fire doesn't kill it because people have programs to burn it and the next spring it's back again. We're now passing a golf course, golf carts everywhere. Golf carts queued up like a car park. I'm assuming that the golf course makes sure that that weed doesn't grow over its own site because I could see plenty of it between the golf course and the tracks. Just past a house where somebody's mowing the lawn. From the shape and colour of the mower, it looked like a Honda. Past a place labelled City Hall. Not much of a city, though. I think the place is called Talapusa. There is a very murky brown river running alongside the railway at the moment. We seem to be on a relatively high, maybe 30, 40 feet above it embankment. But through the trees I can see this murky brown water moving south with us. Makes a change from having a highway next to the railway. We've crossed the state line from Georgia into Alabama. So we've also crossed from the eastern to central time zone. So it's time to set my watch back one hour. Past another long freight train. This one, three locomotives on the front. Large number of fuel cars and now hopper trucks graffiti on the side of it it's a long one it's stopped I assume to let us pass now we're passing flat trucks and then back to hopper trucks some are black some are white a few more oil cars a few more hoppers then more oil this is a long freight train no wonder it needed three locomotives on the front of it. And all the time, a driver of our train hard on the horn. The freight train is so long that it sat across a crossing where there was somebody waiting. Well, they're going to be waiting for a while until that train gets going again. Past what looked like a parking space, but in fact was a car graveyard. Then a few hundred yards further on, a number of buildings that look just like lock-up garages and then back out into the countryside and the ever-growing weed. Cleared areas behind the trees, a few cattle grazing on the grassland, a few homes in glades amongst the trees and then onto a small community, surely not a city and then straight back into the trees again on one side and an auto service depot on the other side. 
So we're heading towards Anniston in Alabama, which is our next stop. We pass the Harmony Church and then back out into the fields again with the canopy of trees always present. We're on the outskirts of Anniston, another Norfolk Southern freight train waiting on the line next to us. I suspect that it's so long that we're going to have to wait for it to move on to clear the points at the end of the loop because we've come to a complete halt now. The Norfolk and Southern freight train has started to move. I assume it was waiting for us to clear the points so that it could start to move out of the loop. A short freight train, only 40 cars long. We must have been in a siding whilst waiting for that freight train to get going again because now we're reversing back the way we came. I hope we're not going to go all the way back to New York we've stopped so i hope our next movement will be forwards again but when is another question i thought for a brief moment that we were on the move again we must have moved about 50 feet before stopping again. And still, the detailed train tracker suggests we're going to be 50 minutes early into New Orleans. I don't think that is possible. We're currently slowly moving forward. We're passing a very large works on the left. It looks to me as though it is somewhere that maybe makes buses. I've seen some liquid industrial gas tanks. Sadly, they buy from Air Gas, which was a competitor of the company that I spent 40 years and nine months working for. This could be the Lee Brass Foundry, which at 423,000 square feet is one of the largest in the world on a 14-acre site. We've now come to a stop again. I wonder how long this stop will be for. It isn't a heat restriction made us be so slow. The issue was that we weren't being detected by the track network, so the conductors had to walk the length of the train and report on our situation, and then we've had to proceed a restricted speed until the next signal. I'm assuming that we've passed that next signal now because we've now returned to a reasonable speed. We've arrived in Anniston, two hours and eight minutes late. During the Civil War, the Confederate States established an iron furnace near the current downtown in Anniston. The Army established a training camp at Fort McClellan in 1917. Today, part of it is used by the Alabama National Guard for training, and it also has a U.S. Homeland Security anti-terrorism training unit. The Anniston Army Depot is the only depot for the repair of heavy tracked vehicles and as we pass 
we see examples of the tanks from the train. Anniston Station was built in 1925 for the Southern Railway in the classical revival style and was restored in 2008. In 2019 it was used by 4,244 Amtrak passengers. Well, we've just left Anniston after our short stop there. We're running two hours and 12 minutes late. In fact, according to the schedule, we should be in Birmingham, Alabama in three minutes. But it's more than a two-hour journey. We've crossed the Coosa River, which has a total of seven dams maintained by Alabama Power. Whilst hydroelectric power is valuable to the citizens of Alabama, it is unfortunately bad for some of the species found in the main part of the river. Next, we travel through Pell City. More like a village than a city, but home to many, many cars. If I look out of the window on the other side of the train, there are some larger buildings. But pretty quickly, we're back into a wooded area. We're currently travelling at around 40 miles an hour. This part of the journey, the track weaves, with the train turning on relatively steep curves both left and right. I can hear a little bit of squealing from the wheels and much of the time the driver with his hand hard on the horn. The sun is now shining, creating dappled patches as bits of sunlight reach the ground, the leaves beautifully illuminated. I'm amazed at how many trees there are. The man with the microphone thanks the passengers and crew on train 19 the Crescent, which departed from Penn Station on Monday the 27th of June 2022. The US Rail Journeys podcasts are produced and published by the Mr. T Podcast Studio. Thank you very much for listening and please Join me again in a couple of weeks for the next instalment.